Welcome to Speaking the Truth in Agape Love Podcast. We are hosts, Chad Mitchell and David Finch. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I'm Chad Mitchell. I'm David Finch. Uh, Glad to be back with you this week. Um, We got part two. Uh, Last week we talked about um, the devil's nickel. Today we're going to talk about Jesus' dime. Jesus' yep. <laughs> dime. Um, and the analogy that um, Brother David here is using is um, a nickel today or a dime tomorrow, what would you choose? I'll give you a nickel today or a dime tomorrow. And so that's kind of been our theme for these this study last week and this week. And um, it brings out some really good points that can encourage us and help us out. And so looking forward to the study tonight. Um, send us an email if you got any questions. Um, or comments, um, truthinagapelove at gmail.com. Links in the description. And be sure to subscribe to the podcast and share it with your friends. So um, with that, I guess we'll go ahead and get started, Dave. Yeah. So last week as we talked about, there, there's a saying that if you give a nickel or if you offer a, a child a nickel today or a dime tomorrow, they'll take the nickel today because they cannot look past what's right in front of them. Mm-hmm. And in a lot of the same ways... Because wait until tomorrow's forever. Yeah, exactly. And and in this in a lot of the same ways, Satan offers us a nickel today. He he entices us with things in this world. What God brings and offers is our eternal state. And so we, we must look past the nickel today and reach for the dime tomorrow. And so Christ through Christ, he, he he offers us something so much more valuable. Yeah, and we I, just have to look past today. And I guess the point is is can we receive salvation right now today? No, no, it's tomorrow. It's it's in the future. We don't know when it's gonna you know when we're gonna have the opportunity. You know when we're gonna pass from this life. I guess you might say that's right. Um, and so we can get impatient. You know. Yep, and and sometimes the things that the that are offered to us are the devil, right now. Yeah, things that are in front of us right now, to entice us to to lure us away. Yeah, and you know he, as we talked about last week, Satan entices us, perhaps with wealth or with um, selfishness and pride, mm-hmm. and and then we're gonna look at what Christ offers. If we give up mm-hmm. the the nickel today, and so as God offers us always an escape out of the temptation, mm-hmm. you know, as as we have actually brought out quite a quite a bit of times, First Corinthians ten thirteen, right? Yeah, Chad? yeah. No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. Mm-hmm. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation. Will also make a way of escape. So this is something that God offers us. He allows us a way out. Now, what we must do is seek His way of escape. You know, the temptation will overtake us. Satan can overtake us if we do not turn to God mm-hmm. and and turn towards Him. And so, you know, for for example, if Satan offers wealth, well, God offers rest. Mm-hmm. You know, turn with me to Matthew eleven. 27 through 30. Chad, do you want to read that? Sure, you bet. Matthew 11, 
27 through 33, right? Through 30. Through 30, okay. <clears throat> all right, starting in verse 27. All, all things have been delivered to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father. Nor does anyone know the Father except the Son, and the one whom the Son wills to reveal him. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn. Um, learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Alrighty, and so this is Christ talking here, and he so he's saying, "Take my yoke upon me and learn from me." But you know, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Mm -hmm. Now, this rest is not like what what we may receive after we retire. You mm -hmm. know, after we retire from work, yeah, if we're lucky, we'll get. 10 15 years right um but there's a lot of times where even we get no rest at all yeah right there's there's a lot of times where you catch yourself working until your dying day yeah um well and and this uh just kind of going on with the analogy that we brought up towards the end of the podcast last week mm -hmm. you know being on that road um or following a map you know, map quest. We talked about that and how if you if you made one wrong turn, it was hard to get back to the right path. You know. Yeah. And uh, you know, Jesus offers us that nice paved road. You know. That's right. It's it's a nice highway, and sometimes if you take the shortcut or follow someone else's um, you know directions, you might end up on a dirt road. You know. Yeah. But this is the shortcut they said. You know. <laughs> yeah. And 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 so. Uh, you know, that's what happens when we listen to other people or, or the devil, mm -hmm. you know. But Jesus offers us a road, you know, this, uh, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. He has reference to uh, basically a yoke that they would put on an oxen. Right. You know, and he's saying his yoke is easy. You hook on to him, man, smooth sailing, you know. That's right. And um, his burden is light. And that's what we want when we have Jesus uh, when we're with Jesus and we're following Him, our burden is light. Yeah, and our, our yoke is easy, and and there's there's not much resistance until we let there be. Till the devil comes along and says, "Hey, there's a better way. This way, right? <laughs> you know what I mean?" So just kind of utilizing that um, analogy maybe kind of helps us understand kind of more what we're talking about. Yeah, but yeah, that's a really good analogy, and you know when. Just like you were talking about with Satan, mm -hmm. he offers that wealth, right? Where sure, hey, you know, I'll let you get your your boats and your mm -hmm. your jet skis and your you know your motorcycles and all that stuff that you want. Mm -hmm. Well, a lot of times with that, y you have to be a workaholic, mm -hmm. working two three jobs, and that's what I was talking about. Never getting that rest, you know, yeah. mm -hmm. never getting to be able to retire because you're you're constantly working. To the point where now you have all these bills, and you, you even if you want to quit a job, you can't. Mm -hmm. You can afford it. Yeah. And so you're you're stuck in it. Where Christ, He offers this eternal rest. It's not for. There's no end to this rest. Mm -hmm. And and that's why it's so much more pure than anything that Satan can offer. Because mm -hmm. here that in this eternal rest, there's it's only righteousness dwells there. Mm -hmm. You know, as it says in Second Peter. Uh, three, yeah, three thirteen. You know, only righteousness dwells there. Mm -hmm. So, this kind of rest, you don't have to worry about thieves breaking in and and stealing. Mm -hmm. You know, 
as he talks about, you know, in, in my father's house are many mansions. Yeah. So taking that analogy, you don't even need a front door on your mansion. Yeah. You know, you don't need to worry about somebody breaking in and stealing because there's only righteousness dwelling there. Well, and, you know, this makes me think of a lot of us work, uh, we do things in our lives um, understanding that there's a benefit in it. Okay, what's the benefit of this, you know? Right. Um, you know, for me, it's like, so what's the benefit in my job? Well, this, 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 you know, and you start naming them. You know, we get got health benefits and things like that. So maybe we should ask ourselves, what's the benefit of me following Jesus, you know? Well, we just named one. His yoke That's is easy. a very good point. His yeah. burden is light. So what's another benefit? Many mansions yeah. in my house. L- look at it. Maybe we should focus more on the benefits of Christ, you know? Yeah. Because, you know, uh, I remember in welding school, I didn't like going to welding school. You know why? I didn't get paid to work. I didn't get paid to weld. Yeah. I had a hard time seeing the benefit in my being there. Well, and Now, as I got older and wiser, I realized, oh, duh, I learned how to weld. You know, that was the benefit. <laughs> oh, but yeah. all I could see was a paycheck and going, man, I worked six hours and didn't earn nothing. Yeah. But I learned, but I couldn't see that. I couldn't see the benefit right in front of my face. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I looked past it. And so, as Christians, sometimes people say, well, what's the benefit of me going to church? What's the benefit? Well, you know, and some people, like, some people are looking for physical benefits. Yeah. Um, but what is the benefit? What is, what am I going to get out of this? A lot well, like, it's huge. A lot like college. Sure. You're investing in your future, uh-huh. right? Yeah. This is exactly what we're doing with Christ. You're, you're investing in your future, but not, not a future that ends. It's yeah. an eternal future. Sure. You know, and, and we don't really <laughs> grasp that sometimes. We don't get it. That's right. How important is this? Oh, man, most important thing you'll ever do in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes we fail to see that benefit right off. Yeah. And it's like, well, I'd much rather go to the fishing bank, you know? I'd rather go to the fishing hole instead of go to church. You know, I can have way more fun there. And that's the nickel today. Exactly. You know, that's and, and what we're talking about. That's how that's how Satan entices us. You know, hey, you can go fishing today, man. Mm-hmm. You're like, sure. Let's go camping with your family. And you're let's, like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. You know? And, yeah, <laughs> and that's the temptation that that the devil throws out there for us. That is that nickel. Yeah, but Christ is long term. We may not see the benefit right away. Mm-hmm. We have to we have to teach ourselves what the benefit is. That's right by studying His Word. You know. Yep. And uh, learning His ways. Man, I'm talking to myself here. You know. Uh, yeah. I mean, because because we can lose sight of this. And that's that's why we're having this study, and that that's why it's so important for us to understand that. There's a there's a bigger benefit than we realize. That's right. And uh, think about the rich man and Lazarus. Did the the rich man fail to see the benefit? You know, mm-hmm. and and Lazarus, you know, uh, you know, he wanted Lazarus to go back and tell his family about it. You know, yeah. Anyways, that's another one that pops in my head. I'm just kind of, I'm like a ping pong tonight. <laughs> I'm I'm all over the place here. But Luke 16 is is where you were referring to, but. Um, John 14, 2 and 3. Okay. And again, this is Christ speaking. He says, In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. So, I mean, we have this beautiful image 
uh, of a mansion, but uh, you know, more well, than more than that mansion, being with the Father and the Son themselves, mm-hmm. just being in their presence for eternity. Yeah, like again, this eternal rest—it it is forever. Yeah, that is. That's a well. Think about this. Oh, go ahead. Did you? Uh, well, I was just gonna say those are riches beyond. Oh, beyond compare. Absolutely. My dad brings this up. Um, has brought this up to me a lot. Um, he's going to prepare a mansion for you. Mm-hmm. If it took him this long to prepare a mansion from this day, how good is it going to be? Yeah, he's still working on it. Yeah. <laughs> How great is this place going to be? Yep. Heaven. I mean, he's still working on it. Yeah. And so, he's, he's still working on you. He's still working on me and yeah. preparing us for it. Yeah. yeah. How great a mansion this is going to be. Because yeah. he, he go, he's going, he, he went to prepare for it way back then. Yeah. This is, this is and a... And of course, time is, you know, we know that time is, with God is, oh, how does that go? A thousand years... Is as a day and a day is a thousand years. Yeah, so, you know, we don't know. But, yeah. But if he's taking that much time, how great is it going to be? That's right. So, what's the reward? Well, well and pretty and, good. You know, <laughs> when you look at this earth, it's beautiful. Oh, you know, man. Like, one thing that I love to do is travel cross-country and not fly, drive. Yeah, and just look. Takes a little longer. Yeah. But just to see the, oh, the man, different, yeah. different kinds of beauty just going... Traveling cross country, mm-hmm. and it, six days he did that. Yeah. Oh, I know. He Isn't created all this in six days. I mean, imagine, imagine that. No doubt. And uh, and this place that he is preparing for us, mm-hmm. it is in eternal rest of, and there is one hundred percent security. Mm-hmm. You know, like even if you buy a mansion here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have to buy the the biggest security system and, and all of that because you still have to worry about unrighteous people breaking in, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You don't have to worry about that. Like, this is something, for me, that it just captivates me, where it's like, man, I don't have to worry about anything. Well, don't have to worry about bills anymore. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, I think of a, a um, like a sports team. They win the Super Bowl, let's say. And it only lasts for just a little bit because guess what? Next year, That's right. you got to start on next year and you got to go prove yourself again and you ain't nothing unless you prove yourself again. Yeah. And and um, with with God, it lasts forever. Yeah. And, you know, it's not going anywhere. And yeah. And you've won the reward and that's it. You don't have to keep proving yourself. Mm-hmm. And then last week we talked about how Satan offers selfishness and pride, you know, and, and mm-hmm. he, he entices us. How many times do we do we look at ourselves and be like, oh, look at me, you know, that's Satan talking. You yeah. know, where when Satan offers selfishness and pride, God offers exaltation. Mm-hmm. God offers us to be elevated. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Luke 14. Oh, yeah. 8 through 11. And this is where Christ is, is telling a parable to help, to help us understand the way of God. So... He uses this wedding feast. And he says in verse 8 of Luke 14, When you are invited by anyone to a wedding feast, do not sit down in the best place, lest one more honorable than you be invited by him. 
And he who invited you and him come and say to you, give place to this man. And then you begin with shame to take the lower seat. But when you are invited, go and sit down in the lowest place. So that when he who invites you comes, he may say to you, friend, go up higher. Then you you will have glory in the presence of those who sit at the table with you. For whoever exalts himself will be humbled. And whoever humbles himself will be exalted. And so here you you have this analogy where, you know, if you bow up and, and you, you let your pride come in, God will humble you. Oh, man, yeah. Or you can humble yourself to God and he will exalt you in due time. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, he will exalt you to sit at his table. Mm-hmm. And again, just the, the thought of... Sitting at the Father's table with Him, mm-hmm. you know that that's just a beautiful image. Yeah, and you can miss it if you're not prepared. You'll miss that's it. That's right. You know, and that is why you need to look past the nickel today, mm-hmm. and you need to reach for that dime tomorrow. Set your treasures in heaven. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what Christ talks about in Matthew six nineteen and through twenty one. Do you want to read that one? Yeah, sure. Matthew six uh, nineteen through twenty one. Yeah. All right. It says, "Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal." You talked about that. Mm-hmm. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroy. And where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, uh, there your heart will be also. Not that, that's key, the heart thing. You yeah. Know? That is you gotta key. have your heart in it. I mean you can go through the motions, but you have to have your heart in it. Yeah. And and throughout scripture God indicates that he desires your heart. Yeah. And you know, so when when you're focused on this life, you know, say you um you're working all the time to mm-hmm. get this Lamborghini. Yeah. You know, for me, it's it's a Lamborghini. Mm-hmm. I've always loved Lamborghinis. Yeah. So imagine spending all of your time and effort to get a Lamborghini. Mm-hmm. You're not thinking of anything else mm-hmm. because that's where your treasure is. Your treasure is that Lamborghini, and so you're going to do everything you can mm-hmm. to get that Lamborghini. Mm-hmm. Well, when you're looking to, towards heaven... You're, you're investing in heaven. You're doing the works that the Lord has asked you to do. You empty yourself of yourself and fill yourself with God and allow him to, to guide your steps, right? Because where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Mm-hmm. And, and like you brought out, Chad, that is key for us to understand. Mm-hmm. If you are focused on heaven, mm-hmm. that's where your heart is. You know, when Christ came down... He left his home in glory. Mm-hmm. He was with the Father. He was in the perfect home. Mm-hmm. He left it to come down here to walk among us, to show us how to get there. He showed us the path. And then not only did he show us the path, but he he laid down his life. Mm-hmm. He willingly suffered so horrifically for you and me. Mm-hmm. And then he he's paid everything for us. Mm-hmm. You know, his death that he died, that's the death we deserve. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he paid the price for us 
All we need to do is follow in the steps of Christ. Follow and do what He has asked us to do. And then that, just following in His steps, mm-hmm. seeking Him. You know, well, And the thing is, too, like we've talked about this before, He sympathizes with us because He's been tempted the same as we are. Mm-hmm. You know, yet He was able to resist it. Yeah. Um, you know, we've talked about all the temptations. They're big ones, you know, being yeah. hungry for not eating forever and being hungry and being offered food um, by the devil if he does this or that, you know. Yeah. And um, so, so we just can't. He th- sympathizes. He knows what we're going through. Um, I've had people, um, you know, if you've had a if you've lost a family member or something like that, um, you don't want any sympathy unless it's from someone who's been through the same thing. Okay. Yeah. People come and if they haven't been through the same thing, they're like, "Oh, I know exactly what you're going through." No, you don't. You know, mm-hmm. it's almost offensive. Jesus knows what we're going through. That's right. He's been there. He's done. You know, been there, done that. Mm-hmm. He knows exactly, and he knows that he had to do that in order to help us. Yeah. You know, and so he knows exactly what we're going through. Well, and just like when Moses was on the mount receiving the the Ten Commandments. Yeah. And they uh, they built a golden calf and started calling the golden calf their god. Mm-hmm. Remember, God was ready to destroy them. And Moses stepped in and actually talked God out of doing it. Yeah. And yeah. said God repented. Mm-hmm. And, and the word repent means a change of mind. So God changed his mind, you know. But that's a foreshadow of Christ. Where Christ is now sitting at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for us. Yeah, you know, and and because God, and because Christ has been through it, mm-hmm. He knows what it's like. And, and you know, something that that really hits home to me, uh, Acts ten thirty four, it says, "Then Peter opened his mouth and said, In truth, I perceive that God shows no partiality.' Yeah, He didn't even show partiality with His Son." When his son came down to earth, Christ was tempted in all points as we are. He mm-hmm. was God didn't withhold Jesus from Satan. Mm-hmm. God allowed Satan to tempt him in ways I know I haven't fasted for forty days. Oh yeah, you no, know, no, I, yeah. I would say he he's been tempted more yeah. than all of us because he was tempted in all points. Yeah. And I haven't been tempted in all points, Chad, and I don't, I don't think you have, but we're tempted in certain ways, but God was tempted in all ways. And, well, and so God can, Christ can sympathize with our weaknesses because he's been tempted. He knows what it's like to, to be tempted in, in those ways. Mm-hmm. And so how blessed are we to have that? How yeah. blessed are we that, that Christ is willing to go through all of that for yeah. us? Yeah, you know his sacrifice didn't begin on that cross; mm-hmm. it ended on that cross. Yeah, I love the part that you just read. Um, God shows no partiality, too. Mm-hmm. There's we we tend to put people on pedestals, whether it's a celebrity, a leader, yeah, you know, a governor, you know, a president, whatever it is. We put people on, and then when we meet them, oh my goodness, I met this person. You know, can I get your autograph? Because I've done it. <laughs> I've done yeah. it. I've been there, man. I've, yep. I've done it. I got some, even just like a YouTuber. What did he do that's different than me? 
he just puts out videos and becomes famous. Yeah. Okay. The Beast. Have you seen heard of the Beast? No. Oh, he he gives away like five hundred thousand dollars, a million dollars, something. You know. Yeah, yeah. Just to play games, and, sure, and all that. Sure. Yeah. And and the thing is, is um, we have those people, and and we put them on a pedestal. But guess what? We're both going to be judged exactly the same. That's right. God shows no partiality. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you've done, you know, wh- wh- who you are. You know, sometimes you see movies or see things. It's like, well, do you know who I am? You know? Yeah. Uh, you know, or or, or uh, you get someone famous gets pulled over. It's gotten me out of a few speeding tickets, they'll say, you know, because they're famous. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But but guess what? God shows no partiality. It, I don't care if you're a king or a peasant. Mm-hmm. You're gonna be judged exactly the same way. And we we bring it. We use that saying sometimes. Well, I put my pants on one leg at a time, the same as he does. You know. Yeah. <laughs> or she. And 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 it's true. We're we're all the same. That you know. Mm-hmm. Sure, there's gonna be people elevated in life, but. Um, but We're all going to stand before the judgment seat of right. Christ. That's right. God shows no partiality, you know. Yeah. And thank goodness, because if it was left up to man, oh man, there'd be tons of partiality. Trust me, you don't want me to be judged. Well, no, and and like you know, look at the corruption in in really some of the simplest things. Just because, yeah. oh well, that's my buddy there. Give him a break, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Or if you have money to throw down. Oh sure, yeah. Well, he gave me the white envelope in the back parking lot, so he's good, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that murder is gonna just go away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So <laughs> yeah, you know, anywhere we look, we find corruption, and yeah. it's bred by the devil. Mm-hmm. You know. And, and we we actually even see that with Paul when he's yep. he's standing before. Felix or Festus? Yeah. One of the two. Yeah. Um, he wanted, he kept him in jail because he was hoping that he would, that the Jews would get him out, pay pay to get him out. Well, no, he he kept bringing Paul in. Yes. A, a, in front of him, hoping that Paul will pay him off. Yeah, that's right. So, I mean, corruption has been in, in politics since the beginning, you know? You know, there is no difference in man today than there was there. No. Judas. Mm-hmm. Sold Christ for thirty pieces of silver, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it, it's just it's always been. But mm-hmm. yeah, there's no partiality with God. No. We're all going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ equally. Yeah, exactly, the and same. answer for our for what we've done. Yeah, and you know, we kind of get that sense in, in John nineteen ten and eleven when Christ is brought before Pilate, and Christ is is silent before Pilate. Right. And in verse 10, it says, And Pilate said to him, Are you not speaking to me? Do you not know that I have power to crucify you and power to release you? Do you not know who I am? Yeah. Yeah. Jesus said, You could have no power at all against me unless it had been given to you from above. Yeah. Therefore, the one who delivered me to you has the greater sin. That's right. And so, you know, Christ, like, it was given to you. Mm. You're you're no one special. Mm -hmm. It was given to you from the Father above. Yeah. You know, and this is where... This is where pride comes in, right? Sure. Where Pilate boasted up. Do you know who I am? Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and that's exactly what I was talking yeah. about. Yeah. Pilate allowed the pride to cloud his judgment. Mm-hmm. You know, Pilate should have recognized that the father was one that blessed him with that title. Yeah. You know, that's something that with with David mm-hmm. and Solomon, mm-hmm. you know, that even even some of the greats, David allowed his power to get to his head but he was humbled and he turned back to god yeah and people put him on a pedestal too 
Yeah. He was put there. You mm-hmm. know, it gets to you, you know? It does. Um, and so we always had to be cautious of it, you know? Yep. Well, and like uh, Peter, when he went when he went to uh, Cornelius, Cornelius bowed down at his feet, and Peter's like, I'm but a man like you, mm-hmm. you know, where I can see myself doing a lot of the same. Like, can you imagine if one of the apostles appeared before you? Mm-hmm. Would you not be like, whoa, you, you perform miracles, right? Like, Well, and Jesus did a lot of things. I think we can learn a lot from him. Um, you know, any of us that have been a foreman or a boss or, you know, put in a position like that at work, um, the best ones are the ones that are st- not afraid to still get dirty and still do the job. Yeah. Um, even though they're in charge, they still would just go and work right next to you. Those are the best bosses. Exactly. And, and you know, we see, like, um, General Patton, okay? Why the why the soldiers love to fight for him? Because he'd get right in there with them. Yeah. You know, and a lot of the great leaders, Napoleon, you know, the great generals, th- why did the men follow him so well? It's because they had so much respect for him because he didn't put himself on a pedestal. Yeah. He was a fighter. He was a, a, a you know, a soldier. And probably treated the soldiers exactly like, you know, he would have, whether whether he was fighting in the trench right next to him. Yeah. And so using that, you know, with that example, think about what Jesus did. He washed his disciples' feet. That's right. You know, uh, and they were like, what are you doing, Lord? You know, that's a job for like the lowliest of the lowly to wash my feet, you know? And, And he's like, uh, I, I can't um, recite exactly, but it was the fact that he he did not put himself on a pedestal. He's there to help you. I'm yeah. there to help you. He's not he's not a, you know going to put himself over anyone. He wants to work right next to you and work right with you till you get to heaven. Yeah, you know. Well, and to help us understand that, you know, Philippians two, starting in verse five. And following, you know, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. So it wouldn't even be considered robbery mm-hmm. in, to be equal with God. He he is God. Yeah. But made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. So So he is so far above us. Yeah. He is God, but yet he but humbled he came himself down. not to be a king on earth, which, by the way, that would be more than what we deserve. Mm-hmm. But he took on the lowliest form and became a bondservant. Mm-hmm. You know, and that right there shows so much of who Christ is. He came down and got in the trenches with us. He was, he deserved so much better than that. Yeah. And, and yet, because of the great leader that he is. Mm-hmm. He knew we needed help, and he came down, and he got in the trenches with us. I never have looked at it that way. Yeah. But that's really what he did. He didn't stay the boss and say, you guys figure it out, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, cause, He came down and, 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 and helped us. Yeah. And died for us. And again, he, he took, he was tempted in all points. You know, there's a lot of things. When you have mm-hmm. wealth and power, yeah. You know, you don't go through, you don't know what it's like to struggle. Mm-hmm. You don't know what it's like to worry about either paying your bills or feeding your family because you can't do both. You know, 
trust me when I say this, that's mm. a very hard decision to make. Yeah. Oh, man. And, and so Christ took that form. He mm-hmm. took the, the hardest way. Mm-hmm. He was in the trenches. You know, just like, and I'm glad you brought that up, you know, all the great leaders, yeah. they could have been sitting in their ivory tower saying, you know, you soldier go over there, you go over there. No, well, we've seen the ones that did and failed. Yeah. <laughs> they, he jumped down in with them. Mm-hmm. Let's do this. Yeah. Follow me. Let's go. And and that's exactly what Christ did. Yeah. Follow me. Yeah. And he did he 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 was the perfect teacher in mm-hmm. every way because he showed us the way. He didn't yeah. tell us. He came down and showed us. You know, and and I've I've talked about this before too with with parenting. Don't tell your kids do what I say not as I do. <laughs> yeah. That's no joke. That's not the right way to yeah, go about it. Exactly. You Follow me, kids. Mm-hmm. I will show you. I'm not going to ask you to do something that I can't do myself. Mm-hmm. And and show them the way. You know, that's mm-hmm. what Christ did. Yeah. All the way to the point of washing his disciples' feet. And his disciples, by the way, were like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. I need to wash your feet. But, yeah, exactly. Because they understood who he was. I mean, mm-hmm. imagine working with Christ yeah, and, he, and watching him perform these miracles and he, everything. He definitely led by example. He did. You know, and uh, we have that example. I remind you know, you bring up the parenting thing. I think it was Jeff Foxworthy or Bill Ingle. I don't know which one it was, but he he's like, yeah, my dad. Um, he'd be like, we'd be hitting our brothers and sisters, and he'd come up and be like, hey, we don't hit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like okay, uh, you just hit me, but okay, you know. Yeah. So like leading by example, you know, we have to watch ourselves sometimes. You yeah. Know? And um, anyway, well, and I don't know about you, Chad, but when I first became a parent, mm-hmm. I didn't realize how harsh my words sound until I hear it coming out of oh, my kid's mouth. Yeah, yeah, you're like, "Where'd you hear that?" Oh, wait, that was me. Yeah, and I'm like, "Okay, oh yeah, yeah." I need gonna, to stop saying that. They're gonna mimic you on everything you do. <laughs> they are a sponge, man. I'm yeah. telling you. Yeah. Then they do. They, man, right there, you're like, "Whoa!" And that's the thing, you know. What a great analogy. Who's our father? You know? Yeah. And Jesus was that example for us. He wants us to be like him. Mm -hmm. He wants us to mimic him and be like him. And he came down and lived that life uh, for our example. And it's it's been preserved for us. You know? Um, You know, we have to put work into it. We got to read it. We got to understand. Yep. And study it. And study it. Um, but man, what an example we have, what a blueprint we have to follow. Yeah. And, um, we have to be patient for it, you know, going back to, um, our topic, you know, it's not going to happen right now. Mm -hmm. We, we have to be patient and we have to live our lives in a certain way, you know, to, to receive that reward tomorrow. Yeah. And, you know, um, you talked about God preserving it for us. Yeah. You know, and and when you look at his power, you know, a lot of people may may try to say that the word over the years have been tainted. Mm-hmm. Well, the the truth of the matter is is if it was tainted, if man got involved and and changed it, then it would contradict itself. Yeah. But it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Because man doesn't make it better. Mm-hmm. Man only screws things up. Yeah. And and I I'm not trying to call out any certain man. Every man screws oh, it up. Yeah, you yeah. Know, no one can be perfect the way the scripture is 
perfectly symmetry, you know, mm-hmm. where it, it doesn't contradict itself. And then when you look at 1 Corinthians 2, 5, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Mm-hmm. It is God's power that prevails and kept his word pure. And it's it's a beautiful thing that we're able to read it ourselves and understand it. You know, we have a new Christian in our midst. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to use her name, but because she listens to these, you know, and and uh, she was bringing up the fact Sunday that uh, how come how come she's she's seeing what God's saying and what God's telling us here. Yeah. And and she's like, how come no one teaches this? Yeah. Why? 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 And she's just blown away that. Wow, it's right here. This is what we're supposed to be doing. How come they're doing something else? And what was the point you brought up when she asked that question? Why do they not teach it? Because they don't want to know it. Well, that it doesn't sell. Oh, yeah, Remember? it doesn't sell. Yep. It doesn't sell. Yeah. And unfortunately, a lot of religious leaders have developed that reputation that they're only in it for the money. Mm-hmm. And they only they do things to make money. Yeah. You know? And what a terrible, you know. They make it to where it's not even about serving God anymore. Yeah. And it's, and so they actually push people away, some people away, because it's like, is that all you care about is my money? You know, that I give you money? You well, don't care a lot about of times, all these other things? A lot of times, because they they offer, you don't really need to study. You don't need to just listen to us. Yeah. We'll and tell so you everything you need to know. They, they go... They actually put their faith in the wisdom of men mm-hmm. rather than the power of God. Yeah. We have to be careful because of that. Just like you were you were pointing out, she's like as she's reading it, it's she's so, like, Why don't they do this? This is so easy to understand, yeah. she's saying. And it's like, why don't they do this? Yeah, why don't they teach us? And it's like, Good well, because question. they don't <laughs> <laughs> Good question. And I'm I don't proclaim to have all the answers, but man, we can look at God's word and you know, you're not arguing with me or you, yeah. David. If you have a problem with what's in his word, you're arguing with God. That's right. And that's not an argument I want to be involved in. No. And and so we got what a blessing it is that we can read his word and understand it. I can't imagine standing before God on judgment day and saying, God, you made a mistake. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. That's not gonna oh that's not gonna come out of my mouth. No. Nope. No, certainly not. Yeah, absolutely. And and so just um Real, real great points here that that that, yeah. are, that are you know. Hopefully, we can all be encouraged. And we we did get a little off track there, a little bit, but that's okay. Yeah, you know. Um. So another point where a lot of times with selfishness and pride, what Satan offers you, right? On the flip side, you know, there's there's pride before pride before the fall, right? As it talks about in Proverbs, well. So as you're falling, Satan offers worry and anxiety because you depend on yourself, right? Whereas in God offers salvation and protection. You know, uh, let's turn over to Psalm 3. Oh, yeah. 1 through 8. And and I, I like this because notice at the beginning of the psalm what he's talking about. Then notice where he turns. And notice what's going on towards the end of the psalm. It's only eight verses. Mm -hmm. Do you want to read that for me? Yeah, sure. Lord, how they have increased who trouble me. Many are they who rise up against me. 
Many are they who say to me, or say of me, there is no help from him in God's Selah. But you, O Lord, are a shield for me, my glory and the only um, and the one who lifts up my head. I cry to the Lord with my voice, and he heard me from this holy from his holy hill, Selah. I lay down and slept. I awoke, for the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of ten thousand of people or ten thousands of people who have set themselves against me all around. Arise, O Lord, save me. O my God, for you have struck my, all my enemies and the cheek in on the cheekbone. You have broken the teeth of the ungodly. Salvation belongs to the Lord. Your blessing is upon your people. Selah. So this is David wrote this when he was fleeing from Absalom, his son. Mm-hmm. And but notice how he's talking about so many people are rising up against him. You know, his enemy is surrounding him. But he says, You, O Lord, are a shield for me. You know, you are my protection. And, you know, in, in verse 5, he says, I lay down and sleep. I awoke, for the Lord sustained me. He can sleep comfortably because he, he trusts in the Lord. You know, he relies on the strength of the Lord, on the power of God, to see him through all of this. So even though, you know, the, the ten thousands of people who set themselves against me, he, he turns to the Lord and asks the Lord, to save him. Mm-hmm. You know, and then in verse 8, salvation belongs to the Lord. Your blessing is upon your people. So in here, I, mean, I, I just find it very beautiful how you have the illustration that there are so many people who rise up against him, and yet he's okay. He takes comfort in the Lord. He can lay down and sleep. I'm going to tell you something. If I have ten thousands of people against me, I'm going to find it very hard to sleep. Yeah. You know? We've all had something that was bothering us. Yeah. There's no way we could sleep. And if you ever watch, um, like, where the the cops are chasing this criminal, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of times by the time they catch the criminal and they have them in the interrogation room, they just sleep. Mm -hmm. Because they they no longer have to look over their shoulder. They can't sleep at night because they're they're worried and stressed Mm -hmm. out. Well, and it, uh, sometimes they just turn themselves in too. Yeah, because they're tired of tired of running, tired, tired of running, of chasing, yeah. and and stressing about mm-hmm. when are they going to come for me? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when your enemy is pressing in against you, do you find comfort in the Lord? Do mm-hmm. you turn to the Lord for for help? Yeah, you know, this is this is something that um, David did. He turned to the Lord, and he could sleep. You know, that's that shows a lot of trust that David had in God. And after all, David was the man after God's own heart, right? Yeah. And sometimes we put too much stock in some of the stresses of life, too. That's right. You know, um, you've made to mention, do you buy groceries or pay rent, you know? Right. And I think you've also made the comment that somehow, some way, it worked out. Yeah. You know, and we've all been there, mm-hmm. you know. Um and and so sometimes we just shouldn't worry about it as much as we do. Put our trust in God. Keep working. Keep doing what we need to be doing. 
you know. Yeah. And God will provide. And you know, something else that came from that, I realized I needed to go through that. Mm-hmm. You know, the Lord knows what's best for us. Mm-hmm. And I needed to go through that those trials and tribulations mm-hmm. so I knew where to put my trust. Mm-hmm. I knew, you know, just like with um, with my youngest daughter when she was two, mm-hmm. she it started out with a fever. Then she had a seizure. And she was in the hospital, seven doctors, and she's just laying there lifeless. Mm-hmm. I think I've talked about this mm-hmm. in the past, but... I had to just give it to God mm-hmm. in prayer. Yeah. Because I couldn't do anything else. No, you can't. I had to be completely powerless to realize, mm-hmm. yeah, Lord, she's in your hands. Like, mm-hmm. you can bless me with another day with her or you can take her. It, it's your right. You know, you, you've blessed me with two years with her. I want more time, but I'm thankful for the time I had with mm-hmm. her. And, but that was very hard. But because as a parent, your job is to protect your children, protect your family. Really, it's it's God that protects you, you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe I was boasting up. Maybe that's why I mm-hmm. needed that recognition, but or that realization that no, it's actually the Lord protecting you. Just like with David, when with his firstborn from Bathsheba, he he fasted, would not eat, and then as soon as his child died, he got up and ate, cleaned himself, because while this child was living. There was hope for the Lord to uh, show mercy, but afterwards, it's done. And by the way, that's that happened because uh, that was part of his um, mm-hmm. punishment for taking Uriah's wife away from him and killing Uriah. Mm-hmm. I have a cross-reference. Yeah. Isaiah 43, 11. I, even I, am the Lord, and besides me, there is no Savior. Oh, that's a good one. Um, he's talking about there's n- there's no other way. Yeah, you know, God is the way. Um, and then know. Acts four twelve ties right along with that. Mm-hmm. Ties Christ to salvation. Mm-hmm. Um, nor is there salvation in any other, for there is yeah. no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. You know, yeah. there's that. God is the one and the only way for salvation. And so for us today, Christ is our shield. You know, as it talks about in John 1, 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So Christ is referred to as the Word of God there. So then when you turn over to Proverbs 30, verse 5, every word of God is pure. He is a shield to those who put their trust in Him. Mm Mm-hmm. Christ is the Word of God, and Christ is our shield. I and got so, another one. Yeah. Deuteronomy 32, 39. Ooh. Now see that I, even I, am He, and there is no God besides me. I kill, and I make alive. I wound and I, or I wound, and I heal. Nor is there anyone who can deliver, be, who can deliver from my hand. Yeah. You know, and, you know, putting things into God's hand. That that's it, yeah. You know, he no one can be delivered. Um, no one can deliver from his hand. Yep. You know, they can't get away from him. Yeah. We're all going to face him someday. That's right. You know, and 
but we can take great comfort in that. Yes, as absolutely. It, as it talks about in Deuteronomy 32, 4, he is a rock, his work is perfect. Mm-hmm. For all his ways are just, as a God of truth and without injustice, righteous and upright is he. Mm-hmm. God is righteous. There is no injustice in the Lord. Mm-hmm. And that's why we can take comfort in that. Yeah. Or fear that because we know we're doing wrong, right? Yeah. Where, but even at that, there's no, there's going to be no mistrials. You know, I mean, Chad, can you imagine if somebody wrongfully accused you of murder? Yeah. And even even as you stand before your peers, right? You know, mm-hmm. the, the jury of 12 or whatever. There's still that chance that if the prosecuting attorney is that good, you can serve a life sentence for something you didn't do. Like, there's that possibility. And then, you know, wrongfully accused. Mm-hmm. With God, you don't have to worry about that. Yeah. You know, standing before God, can you imagine standing before God and being faithful to Him, holy as He is holy? You know, First Peter one sixteen, and He's like, "Yeah, depart from me." Yeah, Th- there's not going to be that. You know, and there's a lot of people who claim to be righteous and do not follow the Lord His way, mm-hmm. and I say His way because they. They become self-righteous yeah. because of lack of knowledge, right? Those are the ones that are going to depart from him. Depart from me, I never knew you, you who practice lawlessness, yeah. right? And we might get discouraged sometimes and wonder, man, you know, what, you know, God, why does he make it so hard? You know, why why doesn't he help me? Well, First Peter 5, 6, mm-hmm. and 7. Yeah. You know, um, it's good. Encourage to be encouraged by how much love God has for us. Yeah, you know. So it says, um, "Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you in due time, casting all your cares upon Him, for He cares for you." That's right. You know, and think of that for a moment. Mm-hmm. God actually cares for you. Oh man! I mean, as if it wasn't clear enough, He sending His Son. But a lot of times people think, well, he died for all, mm-hmm. not necessarily for for me individually. No, he, he cares for you mm. individually. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he, he sent his son down to die for you mm-hmm. as well as me. Mm-hmm. But you know, if I fall away, he still died for you, mm-hmm. you know. And, and there's we, a song that we sing, he cares for you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I always think of that when I read that. Yeah. And and that's that's so comforting. Just to think the Lord actually cares for us. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I use the um we were walking down the street one time and the kids were playing in the grass right next to us as we were walking down the sidewalk. Emma, my youngest, mm-hmm. brings up this little this little flower that's actually like in the grass, that it's like the size of uh, just one piece of grass, right? It's that tiny. Mm-hmm. And it, it's so small that typically when your kid does it, you're like, oh, thanks, and kind of throw it off to the side because, you know, they're always doing mm-hmm. that. But I just so happen to look at it. And, the, Chad, the intricate detail of this tiny little flower. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
this small flower that most of the time you step on without even recognizing. Mm-hmm. And the intricate detail that God put into that little flower. Mm-hmm. Imagine how much more intricate detail he gave put in you. Oh, man. You know, the, the care for you. Yeah. Well, even just creating mankind. Yeah. Um, you know, we read about Adam and Eve, and he just created them, you know. But when you start, anyone that's in the medical field or, yeah, um, you know, learns the things that we've learned about, and we're still learning mm-hmm. about the human body. Can you believe that? We're still learning about the human body and how long have humans been around? <laughs> six. 6,000, 8,000 years. Well, and, you know, you cut yourself, um, which happens a lot sometimes for those of us that work with our hands. Yeah. And um, immediately it starts to claw up and heal itself. Yeah. And in about three or four days, it's just kind of a rough spot on your hand, Mm -hmm. you know, depending on the severity, obviously. But, uh, you know, our body is, is made to heal itself. Yeah. And... How in the world? You no, know, you go um, wreck the quarter panel on your car. It don't start healing itself. Yeah. You know? It never does, actually. Never does. <laughs> you know? Uh, there's no, not not anything like it in yeah. this world. You know, and animals are the same way. And just what an amazing, um, you you start thinking about even just the spinal cord. Oh, you know? man. Um, and all of the communications that goes on in your body from your hand to yep. your brain you know yeah it's just incredible when you, and yeah so what you brought up is a great point because that's how much he cared for us that's right he made it so we can heal ourselves we can sustain sustain ourselves well and what's what's even more interesting you were talking about physicians and everything mm-hmm. it's called a practice because they're still learning <laughs> they're still learning they're still learning you yep. know and let's just say for example you know they they started really being able to dig into the body with technology and all this stuff mm-hmm. but they still don't know the human body mm-hmm. and and just think god spoke it into existence yeah oh man yeah you know but the the planning and the the intricate detail of the body. It is so intertwined and, and mm-hmm. like you're bringing out, you're able to even heal yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, you you cut your hand and it heals on its own. That's something that, that's the work of God. And that's, well, we still can't really understand that. We can't duplicate it. We can't, you know. He cares for us that way in this physical life. But more importantly, he also cares for your soul. That's right. You know, and yeah. that's like the biggest thing. That's right. You know, um, what is this? Um, I've got a note here. I don't know which verse goes along with that, but Psalm 20, 121, 1 through 8. Ooh, that's a good one. I don't know. I just thought of, that. You, I got it wrote down and I, my note next to the verse was he oh. will preserve your soul. Yeah. So let's turn over there. All right. Psalm 121, 1 through 8. I will lift up my eyes to the hills, from whence comes my help. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. 
Behold, he who keeps Israel shall never sleep nor slumber. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. He shall preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. Mm-hmm. You know, the Lord that we serve, the God whom we serve, never grows weary. He never sleeps nor slumbers. You know, like, Chad, Mondays and Saturdays are my days off, right? Yeah. A lot of times, like for you, it's probably Saturday and Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. I've I've witnessed people working like 30 days in a row. Mm-hmm. They're so exhausted. I've actually, I've witnessed them quit. Mm-hmm. You know, this was when, when I worked at the post office. This guy worked like 34 days in a row without a break. He quit because mm-hmm. he, he just can't handle it. Yeah. You know, we don't have to worry about catching God on his off day, on his day off. Mm-hmm. He doesn't he doesn't sleep nor slumber. He he is always there and he he holds us up. He protects us and he preserves our soul. So this is you know, again, he cares so much for us and not just in this life. Yeah. But rather he cares for our soul so much that he protects us in this life. Mm-hmm. You know, as it talks about in Second Peter three nine, the Lord is not slack concerning His promises, as some men count slackness, but mm-hmm. is patient, long suffering, hoping that all will come to their repentance. Mm-hmm. He wants all to come to Him, but it's up to you. Mm-hmm. You know, He loves you so much He will let you choose Him, mm-hmm. and and that's that's also a part of His His righteousness mm-hmm. and and His His justice. He will allow you to choose evil. Mm-hmm. That that is a a deep love, you know. He's not gonna create robots. He's he's not gonna force you to love him. He loves you so much. He will let you go and allow you to choose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and you know the, what a great um, blessing that is. I have a cross reference here. Another one in Psalms twenty three six says, "Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life." And mm-hmm. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's the thing. Once we get through over that threshold, okay, into heaven, there's no going back. And it's forever. Yeah. You know, um, there's there's no expiration date. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's and it's something that he wants us and cares for our soul and wants us to, to be able to, to make. And... And, you know, that's what we're talking about. This is a long road for some of us. Yeah. Um, to stay on the road and the path that leads to heaven. And, and but, but Psalm 125, verse 1, those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be moved, yeah. but abides forever. Yeah. You know, and we have to be that person yeah. that abides. When you trust in the Lord, you, you cannot be moved. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's also a part of his... His perfect word, you know, it, it always mm-hmm. comes back to his word. It is so pure and so perfect that his word doesn't need to change. Mm-mm. And it, it, it remains ever so true today as it did 2,000 years ago when Christ wrote it, you know, when, mm-hmm. when, when the gospel began. Mm-hmm. It, it's as strong today as it was then. Yeah, and we only have a couple minutes. We're about out of time. But I think mm-hmm. of how confident was David against Goliath? 
And why? He didn't even have a sword. No. So, but how confident was he? He's like, guys, Israelites, we have God on our side. Yeah. <laughs> we ain't got nothing to worry about. Well, and w- go ahead. No, just there's that one that I can think of, you know, how confident he was. I had another one, but I forgot it. So go ahead. Well, and, you know, when he actually was standing up against Goliath, Goliath was actually almost upset. It sounds like Goliath was upset. How can you send this youth up against me? Yeah, he was insulted. But then David says, you know, you fight with sword and spear. I fight with the word of, you know, I, I fight mm-hmm. the Lord's battle. Yeah. You know, the Lord's on my side, and mm-hmm. I'm going to take your head from your body. Yeah, exactly. Like, he, he was confident, mm-hmm. not because of his skills, but he was, you cannot defy my God. Mm-hmm. You know, he was sitting here mocking God. He's mm-hmm. like, you can't do that. Well, and because you're doing that. The Lord's on my side. Yeah, and another one I thought of, too, is Paul. How confident was Paul that their ship was going to get make it to Rome? Yeah. You know, God told him it would. Yep. God told him he was going to appeal to Caesar. So we're not going to wreck out here in the middle of the ocean. Yep. You know, we're going to make it through. And he did. And he was confident. He had confidence. That's right. And sure enough, it happened. You know, and we talk about, uh, you know, you know, how do you test a prophet and that kind of thing? Well, he was basically known as a prophet, a man of God, you know? Well, And, and it, everything that happened, happened yeah. exactly the way he said it would. You bring out a really good point. Um, as it talks about in, in 1 John 4, 4 1, mm-hmm. um, test the spirits to see whether they are of God or not. Yeah. Even when, throughout the Old Testament, like mm-hmm. when God came to Gideon, mm-hmm. God allowed Gideon to test him. Mm-hmm. Lord, if this is what you want me to do, allow the f- overnight the fleece to be wet and the ground dry. Sure. You know, and wrung out a bowlful. It was that wet, mm-hmm. you know, the fleece. And then he says, don't be mad at me, but one more night, let the ground be wet and the, the fleece dry. Mm-hmm. You know, and God allowed it. Mm-hmm. You know, he was allowed to, to make sure that this is indeed God. You know... We are allowed and encouraged to, to test we people have so when they come many to you. Things, yeah. You know, don't just take someone at their word mm-hmm. and test it against God's word. Yeah. Just like I, I always try to say, don't take my word for it. Mm-hmm. Test me. Yeah. You know, and if if I don't have scripture to back up what I'm saying, then call me out on it. Mm-hmm. I, I need you to call me out on it. And I have no right to be mad at you mm-hmm. because I can't save you. Only mm-hmm. God can, right? Yeah. And so if I'm speaking outside of God and I'm not speaking the oracles of God, I need to be called out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So Is that time? Yeah, we're oh, out man. of time. It's crazy, you know. Um, we, we run out of time. We run out of time every time, yeah. it seems like. <laughs> but we certainly had a good study and um, a lot of good points for us to consider and think about. Um, and so enjoy the study. We've had a lot of good discussion. And I hope you all have enjoyed it. Um, and we'll, we'll certainly be looking forward to uh, another study tom- next week. So we'll see you next time. Thank you, guys.